Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. I'm sitting here with Smithfield today. And, uh, introduce yourself, sir. Uh, my name is Trey Smith. And I am Jennifer Fielder. And, and you guys, Smithfield. And you guys are Smithfield. <laughs> yes. Smithfield. How long have you guys been together? Um, as a band, I guess we started eight years ago in Texas, um, but we've known each other since we were 10. Right. So we grew up together as little kids and grandparents grew up together. Parents grew up together. In what town was that? Oh, Waxahachie, Texas. Good old Waxahachie. We say Dallas because no one knows where that is. I've been to Nacogdoches and that's like the worst place, I think, (laughs) because I'm white and I got bit by every single bug there. Yeah. Yeah. Was not my favorite town. (laughs) So did you guys play the scene there or did you guys get out of town like instantly what did you guys do we did not play that scene no it's weird in texas you know you have texas country sure and unless you're like a huge country act typically it's hard to kind of come up as a more like commercial pop country act in texas right yeah. so we moved to nashville pretty immediately after we became a duo H- how long in nashville now uh, our Nashville is coming up. We will be in Nashville seven years. Holy cow! In, in June. June. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And you guys just decided that, like, the first time you guys played music together, how did that whole thing come together? <laughs> well, um, his cousin has Thanksgiving at my house instead of theirs. I don't, I don't know why, but we're all family, so it's fine. Um, Trey's rock band had broken up. He was in a rock band for five years, and um, she had said, I, you know, I've watched you two sing your whole lives. Cause we were entertainment for the family as kids, but never together. Right. She's like, I just think y'all would sound so great. And Trey reached out to me on Facebook and I like said yes, because I felt like I couldn't say no. Cause our grandparents are friends and <laughs> I thought I'd hear about it. And so I said, yeah, come over. We'll try this thing out. I did not think anything about it. Never wanted to be in a duo. Right. Um, but then when I heard us sing together, it's like, this sounds so cheesy, but we were like meant to sing together. The way our voices blend. Um, Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I don't think that that's cheesy at all. Yeah, I seriously. don't see nothing in that. Agreed. And every door had closed for us um, individually, and it just seemed that they opened for us when we got together. So it just felt right. Felt like it was what we were supposed to do. That. So you guys obviously sat down the first time and played a cover. I would assume just to yeah. see. It. Well, what was it? Um, it was "Who Wouldn't Want to Be Me" by Keith Urban. Yeah. So you guys went right into country. You knew that you both want. You came from rock. Yeah. What like, d- define the rock you came from? Was it heavier, or were we talking like an alternative or a pop sort of thing? It was very kind of. It was pop rock, but more like a in the vein of like a Goo Dolls, Matchbox Twenty kind of thing. Cool. It wasn't like hard rock. It was kind of acoustically driven. That and, kind of stuff. And yeah, I can see how that scene wouldn't do very well in Texas because it's super outlaw, you know, red dirt, and you're oh, done. Yeah, yeah oh, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. But uh, we just used to play all the crappy bars in Dallas and stuff in my band. I mean, the places you, no one would go. Right. You know, the places that you don't get out of your car unless you look around first and then you make <laughs> a break for it. But. <laughs> Is it really that bad there? Uh, at that point, yes. It, it was. was. Where, where we were playing, yes. Yeah. Never got down to Austin, never did the 6th Street thing with that band in college i did i wasn't playing just went down and saw it (laughs) (laughs) i think everybody has to live that every now and then several nights they're doing questionable things probably yeah Mm -hmm. i think we've all i used to go there um just to watch new bands that were coming up because i used to not in country i was in like alternative stuff back then i would help bands and um i did a lot in the scene in this town and in san diego and la and it was um 20 plus years ago but i would go down there and i've watched uh artists that were on the radio play for like 12 people during south by southwest because they're 
all over the place and each 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 venue maybe holds 150 people which i think is rad but at the same time it was really kind of tough (laughs) super tough it's kind of like how they spread out acm here or how they have the last few years i think this is probably the first year where um they understood that you can't put 14 artists (laughs) um, all of them we'll take 10 of those artists and put them in 18 different places you just can't it doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) it didn't work quite like that i'm gonna say that's one of the reasons why we didn't do a tailgate this year we loved it the first year we lost our ass the second year we were made all these promises of that certain artists were going to be available and uh that didn't work out either so we kind of like threw our our towel and said that's it we might revisit it again in a year or so depending on how things go yeah but yeah so you guys moved to nashville um just the two of you yeah. Just the two of us. Did, did you know anybody in Nashville or did you just kind of like pack it up and say, let's do this? We knew one person. So I lived with five girls in college and one of my roommates uh, heard me and Trey practicing because we started making trips to Nashville once a month for a year, just me and him from Texas. To do what? Meet people, play right. the crappy bars. Right. Play write, the writer's rounds, yeah. Kind of get our feet wet and understand what Nashville was about. And I'm okay. so glad we did that um, before we like made the official move. Um, but we... Uh, my roommate heard us singing and we were about to come to CMA Fest to play. And uh, she's like, my cousin works in the music industry and I don't know what he does, but I know he's in country. Y'all should meet him while we're there. And we're like, oh, you know, everybody's in music and Nashville. Sure. Probably no big deal. Whatever. Reach out. Can't wait to hear what this is. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it ended up being, uh, it was legit. He was a booking agent at William Morris Endeavor, which is the largest booking yep. agency in the world. We were like, wow, this is a legit someone actually working in the industry. And he brought us in at 8 o'clock in the morning. So nobody was in the office. And he told us later he did that because in case we sucked, he didn't want anybody to hear <laughs> that he was the one that like brought us in. Right. But um, he became really just a mentor at first. And he was like, man, I, y'all's harmonies are like really good, really tight. He said, I think if you can start writing your own music, start making trips here, I can introduce you to some publishers in town like... He said, I really think y'all have something. And mm-hmm. that was the first time. That and that was seven years ago? Eight years ago? Seven. Uh, seven years ago. No, that would have been uh, eight years ago. Oh, eight years ago. Yeah. Cause it was right before you moved. Right. Uh, okay. yeah, we met him a year before we moved. First trip, we went to Nashville. Yeah. But what's really cool about that is four, three or four years later, when we signed a record deal, he became our booking agent. So Who is it? Uh, Braden Roundtree. Ah, you know we Braden? like that guy. Yeah, I know Oh, him. you like him? Yeah. He'll probably be yeah. here tonight. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome. He better be yeah. here tonight. He we, better. He, he, um... I think when we started first started booking here, that's who we went through, and then he moved and kind of went to another area. But um, I was just telling Stephanie the story that um, Route 91 happened. There was this kid that went, it was his first concert he ever went to, and he just wanted to see Kane Brown. And he had like the worst experience ever, obviously, because the shit that happened. Sure. Yeah. Um, we did a benefit show here, and the money that we raised, we raised for a company called Love Wins. It's a nonprofit out of LA. Cool. And Dennis, the guy that runs that, He's definitely my my brother from another mother. He's a neat dude. Like his inspiration should give us all inspiration. But he reached out to me. He's like, listen, this is the story. This is what uh, this kid went through. And all he wanted to do was meet Kane Brown. His mom already bought him tickets to the show. Is there any way that you could just meet and greet? Be fucking rad. So reached out to Braden and he made it happen. And I got to share the photos and the video of this little kid going back. He's just a good dude. Just an all-around good dude. I'd love to see him here tonight. That would be awesome. Yeah, we'll We'll, be here. We'll track him down. Yeah, we'll we'll find him. (laughs) That would be rad. So this story going back to 8 in the morning, I have something that's going to relate to that. The Killers are from here. Oh, cool. Um, They're kind of a big band, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've had some success. Just a little bit. A little bit. They were found when I was doing music Mm -hmm. in L.A., San Diego, and here. They were found on my website. So this guy by the name of Braden 
uh, um, Braden Merrick ends up taking him into RCA. He's mm-hmm. an A&R guy. Mm-hmm. They fucking mm-hmm. fired his ass. Wow. Fired him. Because they're like, this is shit. Really? Like this, yeah, poop. Poop. We're bringing him in. See? Yeah, just saying that the music was poop. So he ended up obviously losing his job. He goes overseas. That's like the, maybe the short, what do you call it, the cliff notes of it. Yeah. Takes him overseas and, you know, they get a lot of interest in the UK and um, um, they come back to, what's in New York? I can't even think right now. The music conference used to be in New York. Music conference? Yeah. Oh, not I North by Northwest, but um, anyway, um, um, CMJ. Take him to see him, and all of a sudden there's a bidding war over this band. Isn't that crazy? So it was like going at eight in the morning. I think that's cheap. I'm gonna tell Brayden he's fucked that one up. Like yeah. really bad. You just gotta. You either believe in it or you don't. He obviously heard you guys before. I'd never heard of you. He'd never. No, heard of oh, us. never. He was doing have. a favor for his cousin. Right? Yeah. right. Just just to hear you guys. Just to hear us. Yeah. Still, so no music, cheap, no digital presence. <laughs> right. Like, nothing. Well, I don't so. think digital was a presence back then. Was uh, no, there? Was there? Not as not, much. Not no. as much. There's. I mean, obviously Facebook, Twitter. And if you're on Napster. Yeah, <laughs> oh, not that yeah. Old. no, no, no. <laughs> Our journey's been interesting. I mean, we didn't tour, do anything, not do anything. We didn't tour for like the first four and a half, five years because I mean, we were just in town writing and right. trying to develop, and mm-hmm. went through a folded label that didn't do anything for us. And I mean, the long haul, the long haul. We've yeah. really only been like touring and out for the last two and a half years, almost right. three. So building it from there but which is a good thing took a long i mean we came from nothing so it takes a long time to to get your opportunity i think most of the artists come that way there's not too many of them that you hear anymore that 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 don't hustle that make it i think that you you have to hustle i guess no matter what you do you hustle yeah the ones that really hustle are the ones that build the best foundations dude that's very very well said um tony jackson i don't know if you guys know who that is He's a traditional country guy. Okay. He's a black dude, so total opposite of what you'd think. And <laughs> one of the nicest guys ever. But a year ago, he had Instagram and all that kind of stuff, but wouldn't post anything. Like, very, very rare. Very rare. And yeah. this last year, he's turned into this monster where um, people follow him, and they want to know. Like, I sat down with him one day. I'm like, dude, why aren't you that active? Like, what's going on, man? Like, And he just, not that I was his inspiration, but I think that I helped him a little bit in it. And uh, at least he gives me kudos for it. But mm-hmm. now, he, you, you guys share. I think out of all the artists that are playing over these three days, you guys have shared the most and probably talked about the show the most in, in some form oh, or yeah. some way, which is a good thing. And, and we like that because we build our business on that. And we yeah. know that that, that hustle is, is there. We would have done more if we had more time, but uh, <laughs> yeah. well, we only had two weeks. Yeah. Well, you know, when you well, book something like that, it's a partnership between the artist yeah. and the venue. You know? Absolutely. So we try and, to be good partners. And there, there are a lot of artists out there that just want to just show up and not, 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 yeah. not do the work. And that's not, I don't sure. think that's fair to anyone. Way. No, it doesn't. So you guys, um, what's next for you guys? Like you guys have more music coming out, more stuff that we can look forward to. Are you writing, recording? Writing and recording a lot. Um, recently we just came out with an EP about a month ago. Right. Um, and kind of rolling on that and touring, doing press and, um, but we're also writing a lot right now too. We're kind of digging ourselves into a creative hole and, you know, as an artist, it's always like, this is great. Okay, what's next? You know. Do you guys traditionally just write together or do you bring other people in or how does that work with you guys? We've Usually co-write. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I think it's so important in Nashville to be part of the community. I mean, that's how you get involved yeah. and get implanted in the communities and the, through writing, really. Yeah. I mean, I've learned just in the last three and a half, four years that we've been doing music every Friday that this circle of good country mm-hmm. is a strong and it's a very big, but it's very strong and they're, they're all tight. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. a circle that these people that that work and hustle. I I saw last night. I mean, you look at a guy like John Langston, who's who's on his way up. The dude's been writing music. I mean, I didn't realize just how many hits the dude had in my mind and how popular he's been online, YouTube, and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Last night, I mean, his buddy just shows up to go sing a song with him, and it's Cole Swindell. And he's in that whole crew. Him dude. and Luke Bryan are tight. What's interesting about John? I was literally talking about this today. He's never been on country radio. And he yeah. has a massive fan base. Yeah, they were singing every yeah. song he, he did last night. Oh, I, I don't know, doubt I it. He, yeah. he toured like crazy, I know, I mean, for a long time. he's been touring for years. He's, I think the story was he's played Vegas twice, but one was a private party and another one was like in a little acoustic thing. They want to come back and do it. Like, they did a full band show last night, but they right. didn't do their full show. They right. played 45 minutes. They didn't do what they really wanted to. But he's, right. I'm like, I'd have him back in a heartbeat just because their camp is good and yeah. if they're going to bring along their friends. That's even better. I mean, mm-hmm. the people that came out last night was just, I know they're all in town. It made me feel like I was in Nashville because if you go to Whiskey Jam, uh, it seems like everyone and their brother just shows up because they want to see what's new, what's up and coming, what's what, and that that sort of thing. Have yeah. you guys played that before? We have. Mm-hmm. Do you like it? I, I mean, do, do you love do Whiskey like, Jam? Yeah. yeah. I don't like particularly love going anymore because it used to be like the cool, just like local hang. Yeah. And now it's, it's so big, thing, it's yeah. like so touristy, and you're like you're shoulder to shoulder with people that are. I mean, it's always been shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, every time but I've at been. least the shoulders you you like knew, you know. The shoulders you knew. It was like an industry hang. It was just like the cool. Somehow thing. I always get pushed right next to the bathroom door too. I don't know right. how it happens. I could be like front. Right and you end up back there, and yeah. somehow five minutes later, I'm like getting nudged by the door every time somebody walks in. I'm like, how did this even happen? I think it's a neat concept. I mean, we've talked about the idea of like we've brought out writers here before, and we've done like a, a writers in the round, and it um, epically failed because we're not in a casino, right? Um, and for people to come out and they're not going to go see um, like a John Stone who writes or like a right. CJ Solar that writes because they don't even. They don't know. They don't know. Yeah. And in Nashville, people know. And I love that environment and that vibe there because, I mean, I've gone to that, I think it's uh, the, the Tin Roof before, and the people that just hang out there, the artists that hang out there, mm-hmm. then they'll just hop up on the stage. You're like, well, dude, this place is a shithole. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like this stage is no bigger than this. But what the hell, man? It's like there and people care and people go out. And that's where And I noticed that they all talk. Like We hang out with a couple of writers when we go to town and... They just drag us around and we just see things we've never seen before that yeah. we wish that we could duplicate special. here. It's very special. Yeah. yeah, it's a very Nashville thing. But like yeah. when you go to Nashville, you expect that. Whereas like so. outside of that or outside of an artist's creative community, it's a you know, people just want to drink and have a good time and sing right. songs they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So of course when we travel, like I mean, we do our original music, of course, but uh, we feel like we have to do cover songs too to make it fun. just so they can relate. Yeah, well, so they can sing along with right. us. You know? Yeah, well, familiarity Especially kind of new. opens people up to be more receptive to your music. Right. I yeah. mean, when they don't know your music already. Sure. Right. But it, Would you say Hey Whiskey is your biggest single so far? It's the hit. Yeah. yeah. Um, How'd it do on radio? I it, mean, being indie at it, I think it got to 53. It got to 53. With, yeah. you know, no leverage right. and everything you have to have at radio. Which is, you know, it's the dirty underside of, of radio. It so, is. I mean, it's, it's such a great song. I mean, thank, thank you. you. It is. It's a great I mean, song. it's, uh, yeah. I mean, a, a hit song is such a lucrative term at this point. Yeah, it's know? a hit to who? Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, exactly. You know what? I mean, Everybody sings that song at every show we're at. Right. So I don't need an. See, that's how, I would defi- that's how I would define a hit right. song. Absolutely. You, know? you get people singing stuff back to you. I think that's yeah. a, that that's a game changer yeah um you guys this year like if you guys are going to do some more touring yes we're on yes. the we make our own tour right now 
Um, we, we made just, it. We yeah, made our, you made we it. Literally made our own tour yeah. um, for spring, and then we'll have a ton of festivals um, in the summer. And are you guys doing stagecoach or anything like we that? We are. You are. Congratulations. Yeah. Saturday at three list. o'clock, I think. That's a good bucket list to have. Yes, it's not a bad. Very one. cool. And then we were playing the Hotel Cafe, I think, a few days later in L.A. Yeah. yeah, we've never played LA before, so it's we're a weird. Excited. It's a weird vibe in that town, that's for sure. Is it? I, think, I mean, I grew up in that, in that, yeah. just doing, but West a different Hollywood. kind of, yeah, yeah, going to shows in small places, CD places, going to. Um, I've taken a couple guys to LA to actually try out for bands, and it's just yeah. the experience is like totally different than any other place I've ever been to. Yeah. I think it's different than Nashville. I think it's different than Vegas. That sort of thing. It's kind of yeah. a, a mix of all. LA is weird because people, to me, I believe that LA. They go to things that are hip, and that's it. You could be the, the the best at whatever you're doing, but if it's not the hip thing to do, the people don't go. It's really yeah. super. I could see that. Yeah. Um, EP you guys just put out. Are you guys you guys ever look into uh, a full album? Anything like that? Or yeah, I is mean, that was that the goal this year? Maybe that's the goal. Yeah. Um, we've never put out a full album. We've you know done two EPs, and I think it's really important. Um, that this one, you know, we talk about it wanting to be like a Marin Morris hero, you know, like yeah. it be the one. Right. Like the EPs are a taste of what we d- have done and they've helped us grow our fan base and tour and they've done wonderful things for us. But I think the album, this one needs to be like the game changer. We off single My Sanctuary. <laughs> no. Would you print it on vinyl? Pro- you know, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think we have. I don't know. Oh, I oh. might I might ask for getting, one. I might ask for I one. I think that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. um, I think yeah, only certain artists and certain records should be on vinyl. Right. Uh, I think our, I think we could pull it off. You guys could pull it we off. We could pull it off. I think there's certain artists that have done them and they send them to their fans. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we have a song called "Pull It Off." Dum dum. Oh, sorry, I missed that one. Me and my manager are doing like drums right now. <laughs> <laughs> Silent drums. I think we could pull it off. I like it because it just gives you a different feel towards things. That yeah. sort of, and uh, I'm a I'm a vinyl guy. I don't necessarily just listen to old vinyl, but I listen to new vinyl oh, too. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like it, a cool, trendy thing to do. Well, mm. yeah, I I, I have uh, my record player from 1983 still, and um, now what, that is yeah. cool. when CDs become popular again. I'm going to be the really cool guy. Because <laughs> you, you have a lot of them. Gonna have, yeah, I still get the CDs. Do you? I'm such a like 90s kid. Yeah. I just like to go flip through the CDs and buy a few. What's your Second favorite one. thing to listen to on CD? Ooh, I mean, I just I like to go and just pick up a, a bunch of stuff. I, I think I just recently got the Matchbox Twenty. Um, which which album did I get? Exile on Mainstream. Okay. And I just listened to that for like a week. Yeah. It's just kind of random, whatever I'm feeling right. that day. I listened to, um, I bought a Chris Cornell. He's my favorite singer in the world. Love that dude's voice. And uh, I bought one of his albums online, and it was like a, a double album thing that had just his hit hits on it and mm. super acoustic and super just kind of like laid back. And we listened to that this weekend. That's what I have one of those. I have my old record player, then I have this new one that runs on a rubber band. It's like, on a rubber band? Yeah, it's really weird. Like, it's more of a piece of art. It sits up like the record actually spins this way. And it's got a little speaker in it, but I hooked it up to my stereo at home. And oh, uh, well. I just love the crackle of it all. But when I watch it, I'm like, I don't even know how this thing works because it's literally a, it's a rubber band that's that's crazy that that spins it. And I don't know how it spins it the right, but it does. I want to see this now. I'm intrigued. I'll show it to you on my phone. Thank you. I think I did an Instagram story, but I can go back in my archives and peep it. <laughs> I can. I can. I can. Um, something you listen to. I'm going to go to each one of you on this, and I'll go to you first. Something you listen to on a regular basis basis music wise that mo- motivates you it doesn't have to be country doesn't oh. is there something that you listen to that when you might get like 
maybe a struggle in life or a struggle in writing or anything that just kind of like changes that you go back to that you kind of call your your home? My home. Hmm. There's one record in particular that I've listened to probably, I can't even tell you how many times. Uh, I like to run to clear my mind. Yep. Um, Charlie Puth. Charlie Puth. The dude's amazing. Voice notes. Okay. That record is just like, that's my running record. Or I'm going to go real weird on you. You've probably never heard of this guy. John Bellion. Never heard of him. Okay. He's like out of LA. No, he's out of New York. Yeah, he's in New York. Weird pop stuff, but it's just like the production and the words that he says you couldn't say in country. So it just intrigues me because I'm like, I wish I could say it like that. Right. It, I'm going to have to go listen to that. It it Listen to the human condition and okay. you're f- going to feel like he is literally speaking what we're all thinking, but we don't say it out loud. Do you know Hannah Dasher? I do. Yeah, we've written with her before. You ever heard her single, Drinking Out Loud? Um, I haven't heard her single. I need to check it out. I'm Dude, you need to check because what you just said is what that song is. Yeah. yeah. Literally. It's the human condition. Yeah. Okay. She is. Uh, we just had this conversation about her, and then we'll get to yours. We just we just had this conversation about how how um, people can be who they are, and how some people are fake, some people totally. just have a this facade thing that they put up as an artist, whatever. But they're really Wheeler Walker Jr. He's fucking tw- <laughs> twelve different people, right? Yes. Yeah. So you you look at someone like her. She came and played here, and um um, I met her at Whiskey Jam, mm-hmm. and. I was like, this this chick's on fire. Like, like she's why this can't be. She must be drunk, whatever. She no, comes, she's really like oh, that. Oh man, she came, she played here, and um, my my girlfriend. We're standing in the meet and greet, and I take a picture with Hannah, and she puts her hand on my ass. Oh. So my girl looks at me, and she's like, "Is that cool? What if the roles are reversed?" And I'm just like sitting there going, "I don't I don't even have an answer for this because what do you? What, 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 I mean, I don't know what to say." <laughs> it doesn't surprise you. You're like afraid of what to say. Probably Dude, like, I don't. It doesn't surprise. Don't do that. I mean, I mean, I don't. I'm just like, I'm like, I, I feel like an ass because I don't, I don't know how to defend what happened because like you can't. If the roles are reversed, I get it. Okay, I right, baby, I get it. So she gets done uh, with her show, um, gets off stage and walks up to my girl and puts both of her hands right on her boobs and oh. squeezes them. Okay. And I looked at my girl and I said, I don't ever want to hear another thing. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing. Nothing. Zero. There's not one word you can say. Yeah. But I just sit back and Hannah Dasher is, she's awesome. We love her. But she is that person mm-hmm. that everything that we've ever wanted to do and say, she's not shy to it. I mean, <laughs> she her song is called Drinking Out Loud. It's one of those things you get drunk and all the things you think you want to say. Yeah. Yeah. She just says it. Yeah. You listen to the lyrics in that song. It's straightforward. I'm assuming you've heard it. I, I haven't yet. No, I haven't hey. checked out her because at the time that we met, she hadn't put out any of her artist stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I, I definitely need to go yeah. back and check it out. But yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, you'll listen to lyrics and go, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Drinking out loud. We all want to be that person and just have the balls to do yeah. that. And she's, uh, I love that. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you'll have to. What's your go to? Um, my go to is typically a uh, continuum. By uh, John Mayer. Okay. Just my up. mom would love you. Cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll get along. Yeah. Um, I, I she is a huge. Sorry, I did, that, that's not my mom's oh, just a good. huge John Mayer fan. <laughs> like you're good. Your mom's got good taste. I always so. ask what the hell a bubblegum tongue is, but I don't even know. So, but whatever. Uh, that was actually on the album before that. Was it? Yeah. Sorry. Oh. Now, now you know I'm geeking out. No, I, I just think the the uh, continuity of that album and just the arrangement of songs. Especially the arrangement of the song, some right. of the songs on that album is just so genius, and it it's very inspiring when I listen to it. He's um, he's neat. I know that I I forget the one app that he would go on to, and he would just start playing music, and all the people would pop onto it and watch. It was a live thing. Um, yeah, 
I watched it quite a few times because the dude's amazing. He's just his talent. Um, and I think anytime I ever watched it, he, just as humble as he was, and mm-hmm. just to play as me, I'm just going to do my thing. You look in there, there's 100,000 people watching what he was doing. I was like, this totally. is just crazy. He's one of the 1%. I feel like in inter- entertainment, like all artists that are successful, we all have talent. But the, there's like this 1% of entertainers that are just like, I mean, it just seems like they're just talented and gifted above right. everybody else. And I've always thought of him that way. I mean, I could see that. I could totally see that. He's, uh, yeah, he's a neat we had this conversation not too long ago again about how artists today they get gifted the number one in the country music business too easy. Very There's much like so. and and it's a it's a it's a it's a tough thing. It's a tough pill to swallow because I watch the artists come through here. I have yeah a new band every Friday, yeah. and they're all emerging and they're all upcoming. And then I see some of the ones that hit number one, and I sit back and I get it. Like Luke Combs, I'm a fan. I think that his story is neat. His his writing group is neat. His management group is neat. But then I see some of the other ones. I'm like I don't even understand. Sure, like um. But one of the conversations we had was how country music is coming out today and the artists that are getting put on that pedestal aren't ones that we're going to know in 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Are they going to be long-term yeah. artists? Yeah. And it's rare because you come back and you see that are people writing for the right reasons. And I've had an artist come in here before and say that uh, he released a song just because he knew it was going to be a hit and it would give his name some sort of traction to do what he oh, wanted to do. I don't doubt mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and, and I don't, I'm not saying that I'm against that, but I'm not for it. In a sense, I mean, sure. I think that that's only going to last so long because it's not true. Sure. Well, I mean, how how much longevity are we truly building for new artists as an industry? Yeah. Today, and I mean, that's that's kind of the downfall of the way we're doing it now. Yeah, I like the fact. Of, I mean, like a Stephanie Quayle that c- comes through here, and um, her, her camp just said something. We're oh, we're doing it backwards. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're uh, as an indie, we're getting some radio traction, but our Spotify isn't isn't much. They're yeah. doing the complete opposite, and they're just now getting to Spotify and really pushing themselves in that in that realm. But I think that everyone has a belief. I mean, we obviously have a belief because we have Country AF Radio that the idea is is that we we've spent some money, we spent some time, we we put a lot of effort into what we're doing because we know the long term isn't going to be uh, a radio format. It's going to be a digital format. And right. when an advertiser per se, or even an artist comes to us or a label comes to us and it's like, what is your reach? Like how many people are you talking to? Like how right. many people listen every day? And I can come back and go, dude, <laughs> like, I mean, last month we had 10,000, you know, whatever. That's, that's a number that's worth something. And it's a proven thing. Yeah. It's a proven co- concept. No different than Spotify. I think Spotify sure. for an artist, you get on a new boots or something like that with John and, and you get the push, you see the result. Sure. You yeah. go to a show, you get instant results of people singing stuff and, I think it's probably cool. So keep putting out more music for us. We will do that. That's, that's the plan, at least, at the moment. Yeah. When can we expect something new? We are... Okay, so this is kind of like construction, right? You say, oh, it's going to be done by sure. this yeah. date. Then plus 30 it could days. be three months later. <laughs> but um, no, our goal was to um, have something done by the fall. Nice. We're going to be cutting in the summer. And, yeah. Um, and I think it's always a... a, a there's a lot of wiggle room there sure. as an artist. Because obviously, like, you're going to work and... You have to feel comfortable as an artist that it's the best representation of what you do, and creatively, it's what you want it to say. So it's it's tough to put like the exact time on that, right? But you set, certainly set your goal set and your say, goal for sure. "Hey, this right. is when I would like to be done with this." And at this mm-hmm. point, if I'm confident that I can move forward, then we will. If you guys could go out on the road with anyone this year, who who would you guys want to go out and like support to help blow your audience up? Trey first, go first. Oh, well, my my dream tour is Keith Urban. Okay. I mean, if I could pick anybody right <laughs> now, it'd be Keith Urban. Um, yeah. But also, like, uh, the uh, other, like, newer artists, like, if we're not talking, like, top tier here, 
I mean, Jordan Davis would be awesome. I feel like we'd be a great fit. Or he last year at ACMs, he's a nice guy too. He is super neat story about him. He played um, here th- like three weeks after ACM. Mm-hmm. We saw him at the ACMs. I walked up to him, never met him before. I said, "Hey, I'm Toad," and he goes from Stoney's. I'll see you in a couple weeks. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like that's yeah. Someone that's invested in his career mm-hmm. knows what he's. We'd love to bring him back. I mean, we tried to get him back for to play last night here, but yeah. he's playing Sunday night, so it's kind of a bummer. But he is a neat dude. Yeah, yeah, super There's neat dude. Some artists that aren't uh, nice on like the you like think they're these great people because you hear you know see them on stage and, and we're going to list them off for you. Right <laughs> no, now. I would never do that. Ever. Here's what's rad about that: we but have a section on our thing called "Without Naming Names." Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. But Jordan <laughs> is actually one of those guys that is nice on and off. Stage. On the nice yeah. side, yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, super nice side. That always makes touring easier, I think. Sure. Yeah. I, I think you're only as good as your camp. I agree. I would agree with that, too. The people you surround yourself with. Yeah. That is true. so true. Yeah. We've got some more of those called Without Naming Names as well. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Not an overabundance of them, but we have our share. There are a few, though. Yeah. There are a few. For sure. Your tour. Well, she took mine, um, so I guess I need to pick somebody else now. Uh, I would say, I mean, I'd love to tour with like a Brett, um, Brett Eldridge, or maybe a Chris Lane. Yeah, like those would be great. great. And plus, I just Chris is one of the other solid dudes in this industry. Yep. That's just both of those guys have played here. Yeah, I mean, because it's easy to like act, you know, like a good person when you're in the right situation or when it benefits you. But it's really the, the behind the scenes stuff that right. tells the true story. Heck yeah, yeah I'll agree a thousand percent on that. That's kind of neat. I'd like to go out and watch you guys on tour. I don't think I got to see you guys last year when you played outside. I don't know what the hell happened last year. You need to see us with our band, like our yeah. show. Like tonight's acoustic. And yep. It'll be great and fun. But I'm not saying we'll bring you back, but we'll already bring you back. Oh, okay, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. The, the guys in your band, have they been with you guys for a while? They yeah. have. They have, like from day one from sort of thing? One. From Nashville day one or from Texas? Oh, yeah, no, no. no, no we're like <laughs> Nashville? For, yeah, we've been touring with them for probably about two two and a half years now yeah yeah that's and awesome. they play with you know some other people too but yeah we let them go play with other people you let them <laughs> they've been Good loyal daddy. to us and, and that's been awesome that's yeah. cool yeah well we'll have to have you back i'm looking forward to your show tonight i did some stuff last night where i'd never seen john langston before so i hung out hardy i never seen before so i hung out and i'm glad i did i mean yeah. i always stay at night but sometimes i don't get to watch mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. we've had artists that come through and we'll have like two people on the bill or even one for that matter and the, the tour manager will come up like literally right when the band's on hey man can i get my check I was like, dude, I'm I'm a fan too. Bro, let me finish what I'm doing here. Another We have, yeah, I know. Maybe you guys will go like listen to some of the without naming names, but they're kind of they're kind of enter- entertaining because the stuff that we've experienced here has been, as you know. I mean, I'm sure you guys have been on the road with some bands and you've seen some some horror stories and. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. we just like to have fun here. At the end of the day, I don't know if you guys saw the green room, the sign that's in front of it. I didn't yet. No. Uh, I didn't. We have one rule: just what don't be it? a dick. That's hey. it. It's literally what it says. Stony. It's a good rule. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it follows suit with everything. Yeah. I mean, really imagine does. you would have to tell somebody to not be a dick. But, More than once, but right? You'd be surprised. So. You would be surprised. You would be in a pl- place like this. Tell people how to find you guys online. Uh, yeah. Um, you guys can find us at Smithfield Music and make sure you have the music part or you're going to get a ham company. A what company? A ham company. Ham. Bacon. Ham. Smithfield. Holiday hams, bacon. We, I feel like we always have to All clarify that. That's <laughs> good shit. Because people will look <laughs> us up and they'll type in Smithfield and that's what they get. So yeah. Smithfield Music on all of our social platforms and then, of course, our website, Smithfield Music. All right, all right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead. Roll credits. Recorded by Toad. Produced by Toad. Booked by Toad. 
voiced over by Toad. You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job. 